If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Once more, we are at the Dragon Hill Fields to continue with Solandar's Grand Wing of Illusion. Visit the Festival Master. On to the next round. Round nine. The crowd of spectators leap to their feet and cheer wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The ninth round of Solandar's Grand Wing of Illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheer of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solondar's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find that your surroundings changed. One egg, two egg, three egg, four. You stand in what appears to be a large stone chamber. The ceiling and all the walls are shrouded in darkness, leaving you to believe the place space you occupy is an immense one. Lying on the ground in front of you, bathed in the ghostly light that fills this seemingly cavernous room, are four brightly coloured eggs each of them roughly 40 times your size. You stare in wonder at the massive eggs. Red, blue, green and yellow and wonder. Actually dread what it is they might enclose. To your left, a few feet away, sits a wood-hafted hammer with a heavy iron head. Your eyes are instinctively drawn back to the four eggs as each of them begins to quiver. You've nearly forgotten that the strange, unsettling scene before you is an elaborate illusion when suddenly your surroundings freeze and the glowing apparition of Solondar appears. Each of these beauties contains a deadly enemy, says Solondar, his eyes moving back and forth across the line of brightly hued eggs. You may be able to discover which of the eggs holds the least dangerous though. It would be tricky to be sure. I wish you the best of luck, Sir Crokington. You quickly ask Solondar if you ever encountered anything like this on one of his adventures. Last reply. And he laughs in reply. I've had my share of adventures, Sir Crokington. Behold many strange things, he says. But I've never seen anything like this. I can assure you it would have been my very last adventure. As the apparition of the Master Illusion is phased from view, the scene around you springs to life. All four eggs again begin to quiver. Heeding the words of Solondar, you move up 
and make a close examination of the four quivering eggs as you attempt to discover which of them is likely to contain the least dangerous foe. You can imagine at this very moment a fair number of spectators are having a good laugh at your expense. Picking a number. Bonus of 239. 20 from mind, 20 from aura, 65 from law, 68 from arcania, 66 from woodmanship. Begin. 276. You determine, based on a wide array of factors, that the red egg is likely to hold the least dangerous creature. Hoping that your deduction will prove to be correct, you pick up the hammer and prepare to crack open the egg. Almost the exact instant you land your blow with the hammer, the top half of the egg explodes and a volley of jagged shell shards rain down on you, emerging from the tattered remains of the eggs. It's one of the most hideous creatures you've ever had the misfortune of viewing. The towering beast climbing out of the wound shell as the lower body of a large black feathered bird and the upper torso of a cave troll. From the middle of the creature's snarling, gruesome face extends a long, sharp, golden beak. The scrapebreak creature opens its beak, out of which soars the cheerful melody of a songbird. You vit you would. You envision the crowd of spectators laughing uproariously as you square off against this comical, though, sure, though assuredly dangerous, abomination. It is just Egg Beast. That's all you can say. Egg Beast. Oh well. Better stab it quick. The horrid beast attacks you with tooth, claw, talon. Maybe even beak, too. Stoop, claw, tannin, and song. <laughs> well, not tooth. There's beak, beak, claw, tannin, and song. It's nearly done, and it is slain. Well, that's that done. 13 XP. The strange creature emits a gurgling death cry. It pitches forward and strikes the stone floor face first. It does not move again. Half expecting for the illusion to come to an end, you are shocked when suddenly the second of the horrifying beasts emerges from the shattered remains of the egg. Suddenly cursing Solondar, you plant your feet and hold your ground as the horrid mo monster moves unsteadily towards you. Egg beast once more. Yes. Two scrambled egg beasts. The horrid beast attacks you with tooth, with claw and talent. No teeth. No teeth at all. It is slain. 13 XP. You gaze down on the carcasses of the two strange beasts, praying that Solodar fabricated them for the tournament. And there's no possible chance you will ever encounter one again. Yeah, maybe in the realm of Zaffalmore, because Crab do, cause Crab God can do whatever the heck he wants. The sound of the other eggs starting to crack sends your pulse racing. You look on in horror as the three remaining eggs begin to slowly split open. Uh, well, I think I can take on about eight of these. Hmm. Unless, of course. Least dangerous foe means one with the least creatures in, in which case there could be more. Suddenly, and not a moment too soon, the scene around you shifts and blurs. Well, that's probably for the best. It's probably the audience going, No, that's not fair! The scene around you gradually returns to focus, and you once again stand yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on Dragon Hill Fields. The deafening roar of the crowd signals your victory in this. The ninth round of Solondar's Wing of Illusion has been met with feverish approval. Solondar himself strides out onto the field and 
congratulates you on your victory. The master illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the wing of stones. 256 experience to general. The edge of the contest field, Solodar again congratulates you. He tells you to expect an even greater challenge the next time you're inside the wing of stones. Well done though, Sir Crocoton, he says. I'm going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. Alright, on to the next round. To round 10. And then we'll be halfway there. The gathered onlookers rise, cheering wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The 10th round of Solondar's Grand Wing of Illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solidar's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, Everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find your surroundings have changed. March of the Wooden Soldiers. You find yourself standing in the middle of a broad road, leaving through the mist of the small town all around you, bathed, bathed in bright afternoon sunshine. Sunshine are the signs a brutal fight was raised here. Broken and discarded weapons lie scattered from one side of the road to the other, and here and there you spot curious piles of smashed wood at siege weapons, maybe? Suddenly, the sound of feet falling in step from behind spins you around. You behold a strange and terrifying sight. Marching along the road towards you, in straight column, or can only be which can only describe as three wooden soldiers. The strange wooden men are all roughly your size, with limbs and torsos crafted out of hard, rough-hewn wood. Each of them wears a green tabard and clutches a sharpened oaken sword. The heads of these wooden being, beings are little more than blocks of wood that have been carved to bear only the crudest resemblance to a human face. So these are these are some 99p store Otoruk. <laughs> the, the silent soldiers continue to march along the road towards you. Their unmoving and motionless gazes focus straight ahead. Behold, Sir Crokington, the town of Girhall, as it was in the waning months of summer. To three hundred years ago, says Solidar. This is the very first attack of the wooden soldiers. And lucky enough for you, your goal is to defeat it. These odd beings, creations of the sorceress Thistrara, plagued the countryside of Western Tysa for nearly a year. She believed her wooden army would allow her to challenge the crown for control of the kingdom. It was a rather hopeful notion on our part, as history will bear witness. Nevertheless, you are my friend, and I wish you luck against them. You asked Solondar what befell Girdhall during this first invasion, and he tells you that fortune was on their side that fateful day. A lone hero, an adventurer you might say. And adventure you might say, much like yourself, Sir Crokington arrived in town just prior to the attack. She led the counter-attack and drove them out. After the battle, it's said that she rolled off without giving her name to anyone. A small mystery that will likely stand for all time. That hmm? to ask Time Crab about that, because Time Crab knows all that he can be bothered to know. Solondar's apparitions rapidly fades, and a scene about you quickly returns to life. The three wooden soldiers, 
their inanimate and motionless faces focused on you, continue their approach. You move forward to meet their advance, and quickly find yourself engaged with the first of these strange beings. Ah, well, if I if if I wasn't, you know, worried about off upstaging upstaging Solidar, I'll just use elementalism and burn them all. But they're illusions, so I don't really have to go go that mad, <laughs> go that crazy. The wooden soldier slashes at you with his sharp oaken sword. Your enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke for 13 damage. Then again for 7 damage. And then it is slain. 5 XP. The second wooden soldier lurches forward, stepping over the remains of his slain kin. And attack! And I'm fighting it. Stabity, stabity, stab, stab, stab. With another 5 XP. The second wounded soldier collapse. Leaving you to face the last of the trio. Although I feel there'll be more. I mean, this is an invasion. You don't do an invasion with just three soldiers. Well, unless it's an invasion for a really tiny place. The wooden soldier slashes at you with his sharp open sword. Or you're really, really crazy. <laughs> Could try that. But usually invasions have a lot, a lot of things. You've slain your foe. 5 XP. A chorus of screams reaches your ears as you step over the shattered remains of the wooden soldiers. Not far ahead. You spot a band of four wooden men advancing on a group of seven unarmed townsfolk. The two men and one woman are doing their best to shield the four children cowering behind them as the merciless wooden soldiers march steadily towards them. Your sudden arrival draws the immediate intention of the wooden, so wooden soldiers. You step between them and their intended victims and assume a defensive stance. The townsfolk rush to safety, leaving you to face the enemy alone. The first pair of wooden soldiers strides up to you and attacks. They're not going to attack all at once, are you? I could take you all on, probably. Two wooden soldiers. They slash at you with their sharp oaken swords. Oh, no, not oak. Oh, could you at least have done something fast-growing? It does take a long time for that oak to grow back. You have slain your foe. Five XP. The two remaining wooden soldiers step forward to replace the two that now lie broken on the ground at your feet. Honestly, I'm surprised they're not falling over with all these wooden piles in the way. It's difficult to get things, you know, balance. Two wooden soldiers. They slash at you with their sharp oaken swords. And are slain. 5 XP. You turn away from the splintered remains of your foes, only to find yourself confronted by three more wooden soldiers. Each of these wooden men bears a crossbow which is leveled at your chest. Ooh, variety! Variety! Before you can react, the trio looses their, their bolts. The deadly missile hurdles straight for you. Right, picking a number. Bonus of 46. 34 from agility. 12 from luck. Pick now. 75. You twist to the side, narrowly dodging the three hurtling crossbow bolts. With no desire to allow the wooden men another opportunity to fire, you step forward, boldly to confront them. The three wooden soldiers cast aside their crossbows. Oh, oh, they weren't even built in. And draw sharp oaken swords. As one, the trio of wooden men advance upon you. You skirt to the left as you approach. Make it so you only have to engage the first two. Two wooden soldiers. They slash at you with their sharp oaken swords. And the other soldier, it's not that smart, it keeps trying to bump into the into the ones in front of you, it goes boom, boom, 
I'm thinking, maybe. Particularly brutal stroke for six, 16 damage, and then for 15 damage, and then for 11 damage. You got lucky, but not lucky enough, because you're slain. 5xp. You leap over the remains of the two wooden soldiers and boldly and bravely engage the third. Slashes you with a sharp oaken sword and is slain. 5xp. Without even a moment to catch your breath, you find yourself facing an onslaught of wooden soldiers. Seven of the stiff-legged menaces lurch at you from across the road. Their sharpened wooden saws poised to cut you down. You strategically position yourself to only have to face the first three. Three wooden soldiers, take them down. Take them all down. And they are slain. For 6 XP. The remaining, the four remaining wooden soldiers step rigidly forward to replace the three. Have just met their end in your hand. Four wooden soldiers. They slash at you with their sharp oaken swords. Brutal stroke. And they are slain. 22 XP. The four smashed wooden soldiers. Those splintered remains are piled up at your feet. Appears to be the last of them. All along the main road leading to the small town. Doors open, and the fearful, cautious townsfolk slowly make their way outside to meet the stranger who single-handedly put down the first arm of the sorceress's wooden regiment. Oh, first arm? So that implies there's more of them elsewhere. Oh, of course. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot something high above, and your eyes drift skyward. Where they behold a curious and unsettling sight. Circling high above the town is a blue scaled blue scaled dragon. And on, on the back of the massive beast is a green robed woman. Hey dragon, where's your pride? Come on! I mean, you're following someone who can't even make decent wooden army. Come on, come on! Have some pride, you dragon. You're letting someone just ride you. Ah, the dragon continues to circle for nearly a minute before finally soaring off to the north. You have no doubt that you've just caught a glimpse of the sorceress Theastra, gazing down, probably most unhappily, at the wooing wrought upon her wooden force. As, as the townsfolk begin to move swiftly towards you, their shouts of praise ringing out from all directions, your surroundings, predictably, begin to shift and blur. The scene around you gradually returns to focus. You once again find yourself in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragon Hill fields. The deafening roar of the crowd signals your victory in this... The tenth round of Solondar's Wing of Illusion has been met with feverish approval. Solondar himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. 256 experience to general. At the edge of the contest field, Solondar again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge the next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done though, Sir Kronkidu. I see you're going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist farewell, and make your way, way off across the tournament grounds. So have a rest, have a save, on to the next round. On to round 11. The gathered onlookers rise, cheering wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the Wing of Stones. The eleventh round of Solondar's Grand Wing of Illusion is about to get underway. 
shrill. Crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solondar's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find that your surroundings have changed. Showdown in the end. You're standing at the far end of a wide alley. Behind you, the alleyway stops abruptly at the high wall. And before you, about ten yards away, stand seven fierce-looking men. Six of the men hold weapons at the ready while the seventh, much taller and larger than the west, a great bearded brute, stands behind the crew. His thick, powerful hands planted firmly on his hips, and the eyes of all seven, you weed murder. Well, you can hardly expect us to believe you are out without gold, roars the towering bearded man. It is no matter to me how you wish to give it up, for we will have it all the same. My word is what goes on around here, stranger, and you'll do well to remember that. Go on, have at it! Two of the men, each wielding a wooden cudgel, start towards you, advancing cautiously but steadily. You assume a defensive stance, eager to do battle the uncannily realistic characters of Sorandar's latest illusion. Your surroundings suddenly freeze, and the glowing apparition of the master illusionist appears. Here comes some cortex. That rather ghastly bunch is one of the more lethal murder crews employed by the Watnu gang, says Sorandar, gazing with notable derision upon the very illusion villains he's crafted. You might remember the Watnooks terrorised much of Twithic, particularly Gadarong's End about 25 years ago. These seven were meted justice at the hands of three adventurers who refused to hand over their gold. A good lesson for all thieves to take note of. Solidaire points to the tall, bearded man standing at the back of the group. He is a fearsomely immense physical specimen. That man is none other than Nob. Cobb? I don't know, Blackheart, says the illusionist. They say he slew over a hundred men, although there are many who would put that figure substantially higher. You have your work cut out with him. I wish you continued luck, Sir Crokington. The scene around you immediately springs to life, and you quickly find yourself engaged in a brutal melee with two cudgel-wielding fucks. Alright. The two cudgels strike out at you, their wooden cudgels. Brutal stroke for five damage, but they are slain. Five XP. Your two assailants lie dead at your feet. You you hop over their remains and stare hard at Knob Blackheart and his merciless band of killers. But the towering leader dust laughs. Go on, finish it up now, he sneers. We've wasted enough time and men on this wretch. The man standing just behind Knob step, steps into view and draws a longsword. He levels the blade at you and begins a swift and bold advance. Archery first, or just attack? Ooh, archery. Success. 4x speed to archery. Your arrow slams into the swordsman's chest, causing him to drop his blade and stagger backwards. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Clutches desperately at a protruding shaft for several seconds before collapsing to the ground. He does not move again. One of the men standing next to the towering figure of Nob Blackheart draws a dagger and rushes at you. You manage to dodge the dagger wielding man's initial series of strikes, but the ferocity of his attack forces you back towards the end of the alley. With no further room for tactical retreat, you plant your feet and engage your vicious assailant. Yes, so just go between the legs, come up from behind. Oh, yeah, something like that. Your foe stabs at you with his dagger, particularly brutal stroke for nine damage. Alright, keep going, keep going. Another brutal stroke, 12 damage, but slain. 5 XP. The enemy's dagger drops from his hand as he staggers and pitches forward, striking the rain-dampened street face first. <laughs> Before you even had a chance, a moment to catch your breath, two more of the gang, each wielding two small axes, rushes, rush forward, swinging wildly at you, two axe-wielding thugs. Strike at you with their axes, brutal stroke for nine damage, and they are now slain. Five XP. Two axe wielders slump to the to the ground, only to be immediately replaced by a tall man with a quarter staff. Your new assailant brandishes the staff with a high level of skill as he quickly launches his attack, and will die. Get out of here, wheel. The staff wielding foe strikes at you. Pew, pew, pew. Your enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke on you for 13 damage. And is slain. 5 XP. It may be at the cost of my own life, but on my word, I'll crush your skull and take you with me, cries Nob Blackheart as he lumbers forward, apparently preparing to battle you with only his bare hands. You are dismayed to note, however, that the knuckles on each of the hulking brute's massive fists extend a de- extends a deadly sh- set of sharpened brass spikes. It's Nob Blackheart. Nob Blackheart stripes out of his spiked fists. I'm going to guess that that was the uh, adopted name because what kind of people name their kids not Blackheart? <laughs> the enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 33 damage. Alright, take him on, take him on and he is slain. 39 XP. The worst of the Black Watnook gang including the mighty Knob Blackheart, lie dead at your feet at the end of the wide alley. Shouts in the direction of the street alert you to the fact your melee has not gone unnoticed. You're beginning to wonder when Solondar will dispel his grand illusion, when your surroundings suddenly begin to shift and blur. That was 39 XP. The scene around you gradually returns to focus, and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragon Hill. 
Dragon Hill Fields. The deafening war of the crowd signals your victory in this, the 11th round of Sonodar's Ring of Illusion, has been met with feverish approval. Solodar himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. 256 XP to General. At the edge of the contest field, Solodar again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done though, Sir Crocodile, he says. I can see I'm going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist a farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. Northwest and save. And on to round 12. Here we go. The crowd of spectators leap up to their feet and cheer wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. This, the 12th round of Solandar's Grand Wing of Illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones. Arcing high into the sky overhead, the frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides. Replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solodar's fantastical masterpieces. Suddenly, everything about you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find your surroundings have changed. After the wane, you find yourself standing on the shore of a placid lake. Surrounded by dense forest and tall mountains, behind you stand a small cluster of buildings that mark the outskirts of a larger town that sits high in the foothills to the south. The sky overhead is clear, bright and blue, and the chill in the air is distinctive of early autumn. Through the trees that ring the lake have not yet lost their green. Despite the currently pleasant surroundings, all evidence suggests this area has recently been ravaged by one or more violent storms. Several nearby trees have been uprooted, and the lake itself appears to be swelled well beyond its normal borders, having encroached upon some of the shore's vegetation. You're beginning to wonder what sort of test Solandor has in store for you, where, with this particularly believable illusion, when the entire surface of the lake suddenly begins to whip. Ooh, something's coming out. The scene around you freezes as the glowing image of the Master Illusionist appears. The town of Zuinza, and the edge of the frigid mountain lake for which it is named, is about to be invaded, says Solandar gravely. It was a terrible fate that befell Zuinza. I dare say they could have used someone like you on the day this unfortunate stroke fell upon them. However, all of that is in the pages of history now. Pearl Force Windsor hasn't been found on any map in over 300 years. You learn that a series of powerful, magical storms assailed the region for several weeks, just prior to the invasion of Zuinza, resulting in the opening of a portal which the cruel denizens of a dark, watery realm entered the deep lake. Il Ilapar, a powerful elemental lord, leads the invasion, says Solandar. You're the last hope of Zuinja, Sir Crokington. I wish you luck. Solandor's apparition fades, and the scene around you springs to life. Out of the shadows, only a few yards from you, was the sinister shape of two sword-wielding warriors of water. The first of the elemental warriors steps forward and attacks, aggressively swiping it with his whippling sword as a water warrior. The water warrior stripes you with his whippling blade. Oh, well, at least you're not going to get thirsty fighting these. Wait. 
Is it safe to drink water that used to be part of a water elemental? To the research! It doesn't exist. <laughs> Five XP. The first water explodes into a cool mist. Oh, that's nice. You fall back and assume a defensive stance as the second water warrior advances and attacks. Here comes another one. Strikes at you with this whippling blade. Ah, uh, yes. I'm sure if they were to make this into a video game, they would be overtaxing every single graphics card animating this. Yes. And so they say, and again, then someone will be like, dude, this would run on like three computers in the entire world. Stop. Stop doing so much post-processing. Okay. Give them a hat or something. The lake, sir, five speed, the lake surface buddle. Bubbles and swells as two large shakes rise up out of its frigid depths. Take form before your eyes. An enormous watery serpent and a towering, three-armed wave creature. The two monstrosities surge across the top across the top of the water, through the shallows and onto the shore. Both are heading directly for the village, but it's only time for you to engage one of them. Uh, uh, the serpent! The serpent! You rush forward and engage the, the fearsome watery serpent. The vicious elemental creature rears back and opens its jaws, unleashing a spray of acid and wop, rock that comes within inches of your head. Having narrowly dodged its deadly attack, you leap towards the serpent. Eager to fight the fearsome watery snake to the finish. So water serpent. The water serpent sprues rocks and sand at you. Out of its open jaws. Hmm. Clever, but you're still dead. 6 XP. The powerful elemental is no more. You're about to stoop to one knee to catch your breath. When two of the water-wielding warriors... Rise up out of the shadows at your feet and attack. You fall back and assume a defensive stance as you prepare to engage the first of the fierce elemental fighters. It's a water warrior once more. Strikes you with his whippling blade and is slain. 5 XP. The water warrior explodes into a cool mist, leaving you to face the second one. Well, at least you're not going to get that that all hot and sweaty fighting knees because every time you defeat one you get a nice little cool mist to cool you down yes. not many enemies are so considerate freaking combat strikes at you this whippling blade brutal stroke about 6 damage 5 xp there's no time to rest following your victory as you immediately spot a group of four of the sword-wielding water warriors advancing rapidly on the hastily gathered band of, of town militia. Realising that the militia is ill-equipped to deal with the menace now confronting them, you rush forward and step onto the path of the four elemental warriors. The militia men are quickly at your side, but you sharply order them to retreat, and the command is instantly heeded. With grim determination, you prepare to face the first of your four enemies. It's a water warrior. Strike to the whippling blade, as they do. There's a brutal stroke as well. Five XP. The first water warrior explodes into a cool mist, leaving you to face the second. The water warrior strikes at you with his whippling blade and is slain. Five XP. The second water warrior explodes into a cool mist, and you quickly find yourself embroiled in a brutal melee with the third. Yeah. I need more cool mist! I'm getting hot, so die! You are slain. 5xp, the third water warrior explodes into a cool mist, leaving you to face the fourth, and maybe final, so far. There'll be more. Brutal stroke for 10 damage. And the whippling blade, which is slain. 5 XP. 
A fierce battle cry sounds from the very depths of the lake. And scarcely a moment later, a speeding chariot of water burst through the placid surface, drawn by two watery horses standing on the back of the chariot. A whippling axe raised high over his head is a hound, watery warrior. The warrior leaps from the chariot as it surges onto the shore and strides boldly towards you, his axe poised to hack you down. Ilapar! Lord of darkest deep, suffers not the interference of mortals, roars the warrior. You owe me your life. With that, your watery foe rushes forward and attacks. It's Ilapar, and he's got a lot to answer for. You're going to be cool mist, cool refreshing mist. Yeah, so I'm going to take your mist and I'm going to put it in a bottle and I'm going to spray it on me in the morning. Yeah, I'm going to do that because you probably smell really nice too. In a past strikes you with this whippling axe. Keep going, keep going. Brutal stroke for 11 damage. Too little, too late, my friend, because you're now slain. 38 XP. Alipor opens his mouth as if to scream, but bursts into millions of small droplets of water before he can produce the sound. Cool mist, all that remains of the mighty elemental chieftain, blows over you and is borne away to destinations unknown on the back of a wizened breeze. Hmm, is that safe? Probably, probably. The surface also is illusion, so it doesn't matter. The surface of the lake comes to life in the wake of Ilipar's defeat. He watched with mounting horror as no less than a thousand watery warriors rise out of the frigid depths. Well, maybe you should have risen before your commander got killed, eh? Eh? All this revenge isn't going to make up for that. Having momentarily forgotten this is all just one of Solidar's grand illusions... He's presumably being booed quite a lot now. Because, oh, that's totally unfair! That's unfair! That's unfair! That's unfair! That's unfair! You're quite relieved when your surroundings suddenly shift and blur. The scene around you gradually returns to focus. And you once again find yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragon Hill fields. The deafening war of the crowd signals that your victory in this, the twelfth round of Solondar's Wing of Illusion, has been met with feverish approval. Solondar himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. 256 experience to General. The edge of the contest field, Solondar again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge the next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done, though, Sir Crocus, and he says, I see I'm going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. And west. And save. And on to the next round. Round 13. The gathered onlookers rise, cheering wildly as you take the field and stride purpose, and I guess hop purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The 13th round of Sondar's Grand Wing of Illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solidar's fantastical masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift, 
Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find your surroundings have changed. But to what? Thorthet the Invincible. You stand on the crest of a low hill, looking across the bleak, grassy fringe of a broad moor. Dark grey clouds fill the sky, blotting out the afternoon sun and adding to the overall grimness of the scene laid out before you. About a hundred yards from you, moving across a stony track, is a large bearded man. Across his back is slung a broadsword. The man suddenly turns and gazes in your direction. Upon catching sight of you, he begins moving rapidly in your direction along the rocky trail. Without warning, Sondar's grand illusion freezes, and the glowing apparition of the master illusionist takes form in front of you. That dangerous creature is none other than full threat, says Sonador, frowning as he gazes at the heavy set warrior frozen in mid-step on the rocky trail leading up to you. Most tales refer to Miss Thorthet the Invincible, who roamed the moor outside of Trimdmoor nearly 400 years ago with a group of equally savage men. They murdered and pillaged like few others ever had. In the end, it was 12 border rangers who saw to Thorthet's demise. For by that time, he had won off or killed the last of his own cohorts. You could recall hearing several tales over the years about this fearsome warrior. One such tale recalled how Thorthet would cook, devour the bodies of those he slew. Thorthet has spotted you, and he must be defeated, says Sonandar. Once his cruel eyes lock onto his prey, well, I need not tell you. You can cry well. You can see quite well what's in store for you. I've no doubt will give us good showing, Sir Crokington. I, I wish you only the best of luck. The apparition of the master illusionist fades, and the scene around you springs to life. Don't, don't, uh. All right. Two options now. You watch as the fearsome Thorthet moves nimbly along the rocky moor trail towards your position. So move forward and meet Thorthet's advance, or remain where you are and try to conceal yourself. Hmm. hmm. Would the audience like more reckless zerg, zerg charges? I believe they would. Move forward and meet Thorthet's advance. You move forward towards the advancing Thorthet. Thorthet. And he suddenly leans back, his head back, and unleashes a loud and eerie cry. The approaching warrior draws his broadsword and levels it at you before starting to run in your direction. The savage moorland tower is rapidly bearing down on you. So I, I could use archery. I could use diplomacy, but I'm not skilled enough to calm him down in the time it will take me to reach him. Just a bit higher I could, but not quite, not quite. I'll just hold my ground and fight him. Does he know? I'm a, I'm a toad, I'm not edible. Ah. Okay. Use archery. Shoot him. Success, 4x to archery. Your arrow pierces Thorthet at the top of his shoulder, causing him to cry out in agony and stumble. Impressively, he maintains his footing and continues his charge. You assume a defensive stance and prepare to engage the wounded warrior in mortal combat. Begin. Though wounded, Thorthet remains a dangerous foe. You steal yourself for a brutal fight to the finish, which will engage the savage wise Thorthet, and he is wounded. Thorfett swipes at you with his wound broadsword. Ooh, wound. Brutal stroke for 11 damage. And slain. 9 XP. Thorfett's ghastly death cry rises into the air 
momentarily drowning out the buzz of insects and the whistles of birds will make them, this moor his home. He wondering when Solondar will dispel the masterful illusion, when suddenly the savage warrior's corpse crinches. Oh no! You watch in horror as a greenish, glowing apparition appears over his bloodied remains. It's a gruesome, ghostly likeness of the slain warrior. The ghost of Thorfett hisses as it draws a phantasmal version of the same wound broadsword that it wielded when it was among the living a few seconds ago. Without hesitation, the ghost surges at you and attack. Look, if you couldn't defeat me when you had, you know, muscles and gunk. What the hell are you whisking your immortal soul about? This? Oh, oh wait, you're an illusion. <laughs> oh, no point moaning about you. You don't, you, you don't, you don't, we don't person. You're an illusion. Without hesitation, the ghost surges forward and attacks. It is the spirit of Thorfett. And I don't think... And if he was real, I don't think he'd be going to the nice place. The spirit of Thorfett strikes at you with his ghostly wound broadsword. Oh, the deathly chill the length of your body. Keep going. The touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body for 14 damage. But he is slain. Again. 70 XP. The ghost of Thorfett rises silently into the air and dissipates on a stiff breeze that suddenly sweeps across the bleak, grassy plain. The fearsome warrior, who long prowled the moorland as its most formidable protector, is no more. Your thoughts turn to Solidar, and almost at once your surroundings begin to shift and blur. 70 XP, pretty nice. The scene around you gradually returns to focus, and you once again found yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragon Hill fields. The deafening war of the crowd signals that this, your victory in this, the 13th round of Sorondor's Wing of Illusion, has been met with feverish approval. Sorondor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you in your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. 256 experience to General. At the edge of the contest field, Solondar again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge the next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done though, Sir Crokerton. You see I'm going to have have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid, you bid the Master Illusionist farewell and make your way off along the tournament grounds. Alright, that's enough for now. There'll be more things in the next episode as we continue with the Wing of Illusion. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.